Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Pursuit from Bourbon to Brand. However you found us, we're so glad that you're here as we get behind the scenes with the Pursuit Spirits brand. I'm your host, Brian Bikey. Joining me, we have both the guys again. Kenny and Ryan, how are you? Hola. 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 <laughs> Hello. We're good. <laughs> Buongiorno. Just throwing one out there. See how see what sticks. Yeah, we're doing great. How about you, Brian? Man, I'm hanging in there. I keep looking over. We're in the studio today, so I'm looking over at your protein shake, wondering if there's uh if it's like a moderate uh Modification of a rye Rita, just like with chocolate no. protein shake in there. Or? This is a detox, not a retox. Oh, no. <laughs> smoothie. Um, yeah, try to during the week be somewhat healthy because weekends sometimes I get a little. I just gotta say f it and have fun on the weekends and eat what I want, drink what I want. But during the week, I try to be very strict about what goes in my body because it's important for my mind, my health, and. Yeah. We just don't really have much room in a refrigerator or way to cook food around here. So I've just been eating yeah. just processed snacks for the probably the past three weeks. Well, that why your fingers are all really thick like <laughs> sausages. <laughs> Our refrigerator's filled with all these like shitty stout beers in there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I need, I need somebody to come here and drink them with me. <laughs> yeah. Not me. So I do like a stout beer. We'll have to start Stout Fridays at some point. Just end, end our weekend from the get go. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to get you sitting right for the weekend like the heaviest thing that you could be drinking. Yeah, why not? Right after smoothies all week, go straight into stouts. Yeah. It's probably the same calories. Probably not far off. Yeah. Stouts and smoothies. Stouts, smoothies, fr- Fridays. <laughs> That's like our that. bar. Yeah. I feel like it was just last episode that we talked about that time of year, stout season and, and drinking these heavy beers. So we won't get too heavy into that. It wasn't last episode, but it feels like it. Mm-hmm. Feels like it not too long ago. Man, it's... I can't believe it's almost the holidays, though. This is, I saw something yesterday, it's like 70-something days till Christmas or whatever, and Halloween's not too far around the corner. I'm like, this is, I know, this year is flying by. This business makes time evaporate 10 times faster than the normal. Angel share time. Angel share pretty much, yeah. Because you're always like, you're working on something now that's going to happen six years later, but you got shit to do now, so you're always in the now three weeks from now and six years from now. And it's just like, it just evaporates time, man. Well, there's one thing that we have talked about. It is something that was one of those projects before. And it, at this point in time is now here. And that's what we're going to be talking about on the episode. I want to talk about, uh, the pups program. You know, we, we talked about a little bit of that when it came to Kentucky bourbon festival. Mm-hmm. And we talked, we kind of, uh, we didn't hit on all the details for it so that we could have it for a full episode, but you know, maybe we could back up to then, but let's let, you know, we, when, it was me and Kenny last episode. We talked about how this is now a working distillery that we were in. And so there's a lot of things kind of moving really quickly in this building. And then as things are starting to move forward with the downtown space. So let's open up the conversation about pups. In Not the yeah. arms of the <laughs> angels. I don't know why we went that way, but okay. Uh, but We do need to raise money. So <laughs> maybe that's what he was thinking. We need yeah. to get Sarah McLaughlin here yeah. to record it a video. It could be the pursuit us. charity. We yeah. could use some, <laughs> use some cash. <laughs> but you get some bourbon. Come get your bourbons. So the Pursuit United Private Select Program. Yeah, this is something that we had kind of conjured up and, and had to think about. I can't remember how much we talked about it before, but just to revisit it, it was one of those things that we, we knew that we had to have some sort of single barrel program, but didn't know what it was going to be. And we couldn't call it Pursuit Divided because that wouldn't make sense on a label. So we had to figure out how do we continue the United name, 
but still turn it around and turn it into a, a single barrel program. So the idea that we had kind of kind of thought up together was, well, what we'll do is we'll create very distinct, purposeful, very small batches of Pursuit United, and they're all they're all going to be purposely different. So they're not going to be like the same thing you always get on the shelf. There's going to be a little bit of variations because we can ch- we're going to change up the blend. I mean, it's going to be uh, different variations, proportions of different amounts, just whatever we feel is going to work yeah. kind of well together. Anywhere going from maybe like just a couple barrels, maybe two, three, up to maybe 10 barrels worth. And from there, you take that and you put it back into the barrels from once they came because we've got rye bourbons, two different rye bourbons, a weeded bourbon, and we've got three different cooperages that we're getting stuff from, Independence Day, Zach Cooperage, Kelvin Cooperage, a bunch of different char levels. And this is an experiment we started running about three months ago, and we're finally starting to yield some results of being able to see exactly now that we have had the blends interact with the different types of woods that from which they came, then we're starting to see that they're, they're, they're tasting different. And it really is truly going to feel like you're going to have a true single barrel. So even though you had maybe maybe three barrels that we reblended or blended then put and rebarreled, well, those are going to taste different from each other, right? So it's going to be a true single barrel program, which I was really I made that a concerted effort because I didn't want somebody from, you know, Kansas City Whiskey Society and then also somebody from the Florida Bourbon Society coming in and going, "Wait a minute." He's got my barrel. I got his barrel. Is that the same barrel? Wait, I'm going to taste that one. Is that one? T- now they taste the same. I was like, I want to make sure they were different every single time, because just because you want to create something that is truly unique. And that's what really a lot of our listeners and the whiskey geeks out there are looking for. They're always chasing for that next next thing. So that was kind of the genesis of where it started. And now we're to the point where we brought in our first truckload of barrels. We got another truckload to bring in. And I think that's when the blending and the fun really begins. Yeah, we struggled for a while. It's like, how do we create a unique, because we are a blended product. And so you're like, how do we create something? And um, and Kenny came up with this idea. It was brilliant. And it does make sense because we are in that unique position that we do have those, you know, different mash bills from different states and different barrels. And it really does in part impact the flavor. And, um, you know, and other people have done blended, you know, I guess blended single releases, whatnot barrels done it, a few others, but you know, those can be, I think, replicated and done over and over again. But with our concept, there's, I don't think you can replicate each time. So, and it's fascinating. We got eight of them down there that have came to fruition and they, all eight of them are, are very different and which is a cool thing. It's, it's, and it, we even have like with our rye, we did the same exact rye blend in the one in a 52% rye from Sagamore that was a Kelvin and then one in a Bartstown that was 95.5 with a independent state barrel. It's the same exact blend we put and they taste completely different. <laughs> it's so wild. So it's a, it's a fun concept that Kenny brilliantly came up with and, um, and then I just went and executed on it. Yeah, when he first sent the concept over, it looked like that meme. I don't remember what it's from of that guy, though. You know, he's been writing on the board and he turns around, and he's like all deranged or whatever with a piece of chalk or whatever still in his hand. <laughs> you know, that's what it seemed like at first, at least in paper, because the original concept, and we, we kind of hit on this a little bit, but the original concept was just going to be micro blends as it is, yeah. which was just, you know, base product in the, in the program. What are what were some of the problems specifically that you all noticed with that, they made it go a step further, rebarreling back into the barrels uh, to be individual barrels. I think for us, I think most of the the issue came from just the lack of diversity in the portfolio, right? I mean, we have three different 
mash bills, three different distilleries and everything like that we're working with. And when you look at somebody that uh, let's not, let's, I mean, we're just trying to create a better mousetrap at the end of the day. Like that's what's happening. Barrel has done this already. Barrel bourbon, of course, inspired a lot of things that we do, but barrel bourbon did the micro batch program, but they also had an arsenal of different barrels that they're playing with and an arsenal of different finishing barrels that they're putting in the program too. So knowing that we don't have the uh, the breadth of, of inventory to, to play around with, we had to figure out, well, how do we create something that is going to be just a little bit different? And that's where I felt like this is where we needed to kind of put that mark on it. But at the same exact time, you know, we're also playing with a bunch of different things and, uh, you know, we'll put it out there like United Double Oak is on the roadmap. Like it's, we're, we're, we're very close to finalizing what that looks like. And I know that since we're also working with Independent Stave and Interstave and all these other great companies that are creating sustainable products that we know that are just good, pure oak influence in the whiskey, that we can also extend this program to be a United Double Oak private selection too. And I think that's honestly what people are going to really gravitate towards because you can get finishes and there are minute differences. The minute differences that you're going to see in the private selection program today is when you, as soon as we start adding the double oak components into it, it's going to be a whole world of different whiskeys. Yeah. And to your question too, I think you were asking like with creating just individual barrel blends, which we thought of it, it just wasn't scalable. It's really hard to sit there and you may be able to do it once. And, you know, because we have limited barrels, it's like, okay, well I used it say 30, 40, 30% of this, 40%, 10% of that you know, well that then at some point you're left with like, okay, well it, it, it just was going to be hard to continually create. And a lot more work on your part. And a lot more work. It wasn't going to be very sustainable. And I think what kind of really kickstarted this idea too, is that when we do the Oak collection, which is our United bourbon blend with French Oak and American Oak staves finished is that I had to be diligent about barrel selections for that particular product. So you're kind of having to pick bigger, bolder, spicier barrels that will stand up to that wood finishing. So we were starting to create a blend for United, our limited small batch, and then a blend for Oak Collection. And then so Kenny was like, well, what if we take those two blends that we've already made, you know, that are already there, and then we just take a little bit out of each and and fill barrels about 75% of the way up. And so that's kind of how we started with that. And uh, so we had two blends that were already processed, put back into the barrels. And that was kind of the first go around on that. Oh, interesting. So is that always going to be the case then? There will be individual components, or I should say individual barrelings from the different places, different chars, all those things you previously mentioned, but with both kind of what we would see as Pursuit United flagship line, and then also a rebarreling of those from Oak Collection as well. Yeah. Bourbon and rye. Yeah. There's the great thing is that the opportunities are endless, right? There's a lot of options when you start getting into this world. And that's what I'm excited about. And that was, we love doing single world picks and that particular model of just picking it from the single distillery or whatever it was, it just didn't make sense. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll reevaluate and it might change here soon. But when we were looking at bringing this on, it's like, if we did that, then we lose the like the trajectory of what you have with United. You lose that ability to say like, oh, this is a single barrel of Pursuit United, or you know, you just you don't have the visibility in that label anymore. So if you create a new label, you kind of start from ground zero after all again. So yeah, you're kind of cannibalizing, you know, your United product. You're taking barrels away from that to do single components of it, and does that really help elevate the United brand? Exactly. And that's what we and that's what we struggled with for the longest time. But this 
we really think gives gives people a chance to really get something unique and also it helps build up the the united brand along with it yeah i mean if, this is this is really where the uniqueness of ours comes in and why it was so difficult because if you're a regular bourbon brand this is here's the playbook you have your bourbon you have your one mash bill you come out with your low proofer you know your your flagship or whatever you want to call it your 80 to 90 proof you got your bottled and bond you got your cash strength and then from there you've got your finishing and you got everything else that you add into it it's it's a playbook that's that's there we kind of like skipped and jumped over three things there and we went right to the middle and now we're trying to like work our way back out and i think that's the one thing that we're we're trying to figure out is like how do we how do we take united that jumped right in the middle but then start working our way back towards the the beginning drinker and then also working our way towards the more educated whiskey consumer that wants those single barrels. They want cash strength. Like, so we've got to figure out how do we, we cover those gaps now. Sure. Uh, a couple of things have happened then with, with the uh, private selection. You all have both had a uh, retailer pick up something for the private selection and then just recently had folks coming through the door for private selection. So let's talk about those two avenues and what that kind of looked like or what Others might, you know, if they're listening here or whatever, what they might come to expect either from a retailer that they know or an experience that they have here in town. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll take the retailer first because that's the the traditional way that most people uh, are accustomed to single barrel picks and everything like that as well. So, yes, we are now building up the queue and the pipeline. If you want a full barrel of Pursuit United that's your own private selection, send us an email. We'll get you into the queue and we'll start figuring that here soon when we start getting some stuff in barrels and we can start getting some people in the door to be able to do that. But if, And this is, of course, into our nine distributed states. And if you happen to be one of those people that were like, well, I'm not I'm not distributed in your state, you're not in your state, but I would love to do one anyway. Well, now that we have our DSP, we can actually sell you the bottles out of our distillery now as well. So and nothing too, if you're in the seal box, um, our online retailer partner, if you're in one of those states that they can ship to, we can also work with them Correct. to get the get those bottles to you. Yeah. But if you're a traditional retailer, this is something that you're going to be very familiar with. Uh, I'd love to be able to host you all here and we'll have a multitude of barrels that'll be out and we'll be able to taste through all of them. And it's the same exact thing that you'd go through a, a private selection process. We'll have, you know, five, six, seven, eight barrels out, just kind of depends on the day, what we have. And I think this is one thing that Ryan and I have, we've, and you too, Brian, you've, we've all done tons and tons of barrel picks and it's not something that most people get to do, but since we've done so many, we've kind of seen, at least from a lot of the majors, what do they do that we love that we kind of want to incorporate and kind of create a better experience overall. And so that's where we said, all right, well, gone are just like the one, two, and three options, right? I love what Four Roses does and being able to give you 10 different options that are available there to you. I can't say we're going to give you 10, but we'll try to always have at least more than three available right. for you. The other thing is being able to get it directly from the barrel as you're trying it. We've all been there where it's like, hey, sorry, we can only send you samples. Mm-hmm. I'd love for you to be able to come here, come to us and be able to sample it directly from the barrel. And, you know, that's it's pretty much exactly what you're going to get when it comes to the bottle as well. There's not going to be additional 
uh, you know, chill filtering or anything like that, because everything has already been proofed down to 108 and then rebarreled. So you're essentially getting, I don't even, you even call it cash strength. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it now, uh, since we're actually putting it back in the barrel. Groomed. Groomed. Is that Groomed what it is? proof. Groom proof. I don't know. I don't <laughs> Double cash strength. I don't know. There we go. Double cask. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things like I want to make sure that we give people a good experience and not to even, like, let's, we can take it a step further that if we set this up and you want to make a whole day of it, let's come in the morning, let's go, let's select a barrel, then let's go to lunch somewhere around here. And then if we want to, we can come back and we can bottle that damn thing this afternoon. Lunch is smoothies and uh, and processed food. That's right, snacks. And maybe a stack. My suggestion would be to, to book your own lunch uh, in between <laughs> this, but... And you chase it with a stout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there will be stouts and Cheez-Its available. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. But being able to give people the opportunity to bottle their, their entire barrel. Uh, we, we actually put the line to the test already. And I know that we feel confident we could probably knock it out in at least probably two hours if we had a lot of capable people and stuff like that, too. So it would be something that would be very, very cool to, to be able to have that happen. So if, yes, you are a store owner, you are a private whiskey group or, any, or just a whiskey group in general, and you want a barrel... That's definitely reach out to us and we can kind of get you in the queue. Ryan, you did the math. How many do we have ready for next year or will have? Uh, yeah, so we'll have um, roughly about 100 uh, bourbon barrels that we can work with uh, for that will be up for private selection. Rye is about 80 barrels on that. And so, yeah, we'll have 180 barrels that we'll be able to allocate towards this. Um, and better odds than a well or foolproof. Come on, guys. That's right. <laughs> well, it's better. Yeah, it's... It was wild. I was talking to my brother-in-law the other day, and he was like, tell me that they bottle like 500 Elijah Craig barrel picks like a week or something crazy. It Are was, you kidding me? No. It oh, was, wow. Or every other week. It was it, it was some crazy number. I'm like, God, I just need 100, sell 180 of these. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been doing it for hundreds of years, and it's Elijah Craig. And yeah, yeah. And they are, yes, it's, it's Elijah Craig. But yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the one thing that I'm really looking forward to about opening up this program to more people and having them come in and be able to do that. And that was also the buildup for the Pursuit United. We call it private select or personal selection, but I think it's just a personal private selection of Pursuit United. But this is the opportunity and, and not to say that we're breaking new grounds here by any means, but there is a lot of people that are already starting to do this. And it's a big trend right now that's happening inside of Kentucky with inside of distilleries is being able to bottle your own bourbon directly from the barrel and seeing how people have really loved and latched onto that experience. I feel that we can provide that and more. And so right now we are piloting some things and pay attention to the pursuit spirits website, because eventually you will see a orange button on the right hand side that says, visit us light up here relatively soon, where you can go and you can book your experience. And right now we have only our experience and I called it the whole shebang because I didn't know what else to call it. <laughs> I mean, it's we're literally just throwing everything at you because we haven't really taken the time to figure out, well, how can we either segment this off to have either more experiences or um, bring in other people? Because right now it's just Ryan and I doing it. And so you'll get an opportunity to sit down with Ryan and I for about an hour and a half. And I even say it's not even sit down. You'll be standing up because we don't have chairs and tables out there. So you'll <laughs> be got standing. barrels to sit on. Yeah, we get barrels to sit on. But you'll be standing up with Ryan and I for about an hour and a half. But the other goal was it is because people haven't tried a lot of our stuff before. And I didn't want to just bring you in and say, here you go, go select a barrel and let's go bottle it. 
we got to get you primed up a little bit. We got to you got to taste everything that's in get the you portfolio. lubricated. Yeah, you got to taste everything in the portfolio. And it, we had our first group that came through last week with Chad and Sarah, and it was a really good eye opener because at the very end of it, yes, a lot of people bottled their own and bought it on the way out, but they also picked up the rye finished with Sherry French Oak Revere because or Sherry the rye the Sherry finished rye because they had never tried it beforehand, and since we were able to kind of front load it with that experience and have them try it. We were able to sell a few extra bottles ago. And I'm not trying to say like, let's sell, 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 but we do want to get more people to try the product at the end of the day and being able to give that sort of like first 15, 20, 30 minute primer of who are we? What are we doing? What's our mission? Here's our whiskey. Here's why sort of that sort of stuff. And that, that I think sets the it sets the experience up to be a little bit better as you start going through tasting the barrels and everything like that. So right now it's an hour and a half. I, I think we're we're kind of just throwing darts at the wall and see what sticks in regards of timing. But I would love to be able to get this to a 45, 50 minute sort of thing because that's sort of what we want to get to when we open up our downtown location is to be able to get more people to to do these sort of things because we'll only be able to have, I think, nine people in the room at one time. And if we keep burning up more time of just tasting, 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 then it's going to be less people that get a chance to go through. So this is a, a refinement period, I guess you could say. Yeah. So you can fail forward with this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was cool too. And we had that group of 30 and I can't believe we were able to get 30 people through, taste mm-hmm. them on our flagships, then taste, get them to taste eight barrels and fill their own bottles and run through, you know, the label machine, all that, and check them out. In under two hours, it was like, it felt like 20 minutes, but it, it was chaos, but we somehow uh, got it all done. But what what I've noticed with how these flavor profiles, it, it seems on this first run, like the, you know, we're basically getting three kind of flavor profiles we're hitting. We're with the, the uh, Tennessee barrels, you know, obviously because they're an 80-10-10 high corn. They h- held a high corn bourbon. Uh, they're definitely a much more sweeter profile, you know, more decadent, more sweeter. The ones that were going into the Bardstown, ones that were in, had 75, 21 fours, that high rye mash bill are much more fruitier, much more vibrant, much more spicier. And then with the Finger Lakes barrel, they were, which were in Kelvin, they almost tasted like a, not a double oak, but just really decadent, chocolatey, creamier. That's the ones that Evergreen chose. And for the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, they picked one of the ones for their store and, so it's fascinating just seeing how they're interacting with the the rebarreling and and seeing if we can it'd be it the goal is if we can create those three flavor profiles because that seems to be what you know people either latch on to sweetness fruitiness or spiciness and you know or that kind of that toasted kind of flavor profile. Yeah, I think I was really surprised, kind of knowing on paper what the program was going to look like, but then having the group through here and being able to to taste through those barrels to know. Wow, they are all really different from one another. It was interesting. It was interesting to see. And, and tricky, too. Like, if I had to decide to only take one of those bottles home, there were a couple of choices that were pretty tough because they they did. They have different flavors. It's one not just one. Yeah. And take, that's what a lot of people did. It was amazing. They bought two or three just because they liked, you know. And then you throw the rye in there, and they were like, Oh, yeah, that was a whole other thing. It was a whole other level. So they're like, well, I got to get one of these too. So, well, maybe it was a smart marketing idea on our end because we started off with the bourbon, made everybody choose the bourbon and be like, well, we'll just toss in the right at the very end because we only have one label machine. So for us to go through, I had to take all the labels off the bourbon and reload the labels off the rye. And once people started tasting the rye, they're like, well, damn it, I got to get one of these now too. Mm-hmm. So it was, it actually worked out pretty well. Yep. 
What did you guys think about having that group in there? You know, what what things did you guys, were you able to identify anything there that you're like, oh, this this won't work as we continue to do this, as we continue to scale? Or did everything go pretty smoothly? Uh, the amount of people. Yeah, the amount of people. But one thing too, I, I brought in um, a smaller group. It was only three people and did the the core expression tasting and the, you know, tasting through the, the eight barrels and whatnot. You got to be really cognizant of time because you're having a good time. You're telling your story, you're... And you get, you got to realize that it takes time to go taste through them all, and it takes time to thieve them out, fill an individual bottle up, and then run it through the machine. And so, while we we just got to refine that story and the the process so we can get it to a, because not only just we don't want to just rush you out of here, we want to make it a memorable and good time. But also, too, people have to go. So usually, you know, when they're here, they have other stops planned throughout the day, and so we we really got to be diligent about our time management and how we kind of get a more refined process so that we provide a good experience, but also get you out here in a, a, a timely manner. Yeah. Refined process, but not forgetting the reason why you wanted to set up the program this way. So they, they exactly. get an opportunity to thieve. They, they can have photos doing it if they, you know, cause most of these places won't have that opportunity to, or if they do, you know, they're calling one person up to, to do it each time. So no, there's, like I said, there's a lot more refinement. It was our first time at yeah, it. Yeah, totally. We, I think we'll be able to, get better as we go through. And I think the one thing that's great is that right now, and I, I also put this as like, we didn't want to discount the opportunity to actually hang out with Ryan and I. I mean, it's not very often you're sitting there with co-founders or anything like that as you're doing something. Mm-hmm. So as as we start doing this, I want to make sure that you know early people take advantage of this and you get an opportunity to come and hang out with Ryan and I'll be able to do this because we're not going to be doing this forever. I mean, our goal is that we can bring in help people can be doing this on behalf of us. I'm sure it'll be just like anything else. You know, it's like Ryan will be the chef and he'll walk out from his, his ivory tower up here and shake hands with the people before he goes back. But it's one of those things that you know, I want to make sure that people come and they take advantage of, of being able to hang out with us as we start this this early piloting program. Can we work on my ivory tower? <laughs> it's not very ivory. It's not very ivory up here. But it's, <laughs> no chairs down there. There'll be one stool. It's not <laughs> for right. you all. It's yeah. for Ryan. It's Ryan. That's right. Ryan and his bad my, back. M- like Jimmy Russell's stool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have mine. <laughs> Just sit on my lap. Yes. Uh, after the group left, Ryan, there was um, we were tasting through some barrels that were, they were not secondary filled. They were just kind of some barrels that that got pulled in there and but and they were individual components you know this kind of maybe does a throwback back to the the tasting you all had done originally where you kind of do a breakdown of what's in united a little bit but then there man there's just so much good flavor that makes up you know what is pursuit united which is fun to explore when given the opportunity to let alone when the barrels are really tasty is that something you think maybe you would open up as a possibility of people being able to come in and do so you know the conversation that we had was me mentioning you know, uh, a blue note juke joint or something like that. You know, sometimes they've done some some groups where they're you know it's multiple barrels essentially being picked at and as a blend. So yes, higher yield. I think barrels done this probably before too. You you know you have some things that are more than one barrels worth, little micro blend, but offering that option not where you selected them though, but where people could come in and play with it. Or logistically, is that just too crazy maybe nothing's, not nothing's too crazy nothing's right too now. crazy I, I definitely think there's an opportunity to have people tasting the united breakdown doing that straight out of the barrel and then i think a cool thing too it, we got to figure out what this looks like you know because we want to have the pups but too we want to maybe have like a single distillery select or something we're trying to work through that what what that looks like but um i think there's definitely an opportunity because it is and I think that was maybe your first time of tasting the individual components. 
Is that am I? No, Pursuit Palooza the first time I tried. Oh, okay. I tried gotcha. whatever whatever those representative samples were too. Gotcha. Okay. So, but uh, it's just an eye-opening experience and kind of just helps people understand what we're doing because what I've learned a lot over the past year just doing festivals and tastings. You know, they can wrap their head around single barrel, small batch. But when you say like it's a blend of different mash bills from gone. different states and they're, they're just like, I really don't care. Does it taste good? You know, but it really that that experience alone will give context to what we're doing. I think it'll give a greater appreciation to folks of of what how special United is um, because of those individual components and how we've worked hard to to make those, you know, take those components and then refine them down into a blend that creates a beautiful product at the end. Yeah. What was, what was it that you, you said something as I was trying them and I was like, Hey, I'd like to do a blend. I think it went something like, I'd like to see you try. <laughs> yeah. I think it was something along the lines of that. <laughs> he said, bring it. Yeah. Cause you were like, I think we were down there and you're like, Oh, I think what if we just blended these two together with it? And you did. And you're like, Oh no, it's too sharp. Doesn't work. You're like, like, yeah, see? yeah. I, I bet you. it is you asshole. <laughs> yep. So I, I think I pulled three samples for you, and I said, here, Brian, see if you can beat me. So I don't know if you've done anything with them or not. I have not. I'll have to try. Let yep. us know if you're interested in seeing me and Ryan do a head-to-head on blending. <laughs> <laughs> do a lot, do a live stream episode or something like that. But that will definitely be the next experience that we add to the, the website for the visit us now and book a reservation sort of thing is doing a United Breakdown. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely something we'll, we'll put oh, yeah, on there. Yeah, cool. so it, we don't know that you'll get to bottle those components but at least get you in here and do the tasting of our core or maybe we just start the tasting with the barrels and then you chase the core products at the end and you know that would be another cool no this is how it goes is uh, you do the breakdown so you try all the individual components then you try our limited small batch and then then you pick a pups no then you try the oak collection oh because you gotta you have you have all five bourbons right there. Same thing as all five rice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you know, on paper. And again, I, maybe somebody doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, bourbon centric nerdy to, in order to get this, especially, you know, if they want the proof is in the pudding, you're going to serve them the pudding, right? And allow them to try those barrels. But what's so great about that experience is I don't, when people hear like what you said, they tune out when you're like a blend, a three mat, and they're like, what? But when they're able to taste it, you're just like, oh, I see where this side of, the blend comes from and, and that, you know, and again, the ones that we tried downstairs, it was just, and even that is made up of a bunch of single barrels. Again, a lot of us bourbon folks know that when it goes into making a batch, when it comes to one recipe, right? Like doing a batch of Weller or a batch of George T. Stag or something, they tell you, you know, where they come from, but you know, they're probably going to be within similar. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. And it, and it evens itself out. This just opens the doors, you know, completely because, there's there's probably a little bit of that, but there's tons of variants and then variants times the right. variant. You know, people coming in here and as you've seen is like once you try it and understand it and see what we're doing, it, it just the products, the, the whiskey, I think, is our marketing. It's the whiskey, the product is great. And it's because of all the variables we work with give us this just beautiful product at the end of the day. That's your next tagline. Why don't you just say the whiskey is our marketing? I, I've thought about that, but no one. <laughs> P.S. Our whiskey is our marketing. Whiskey is our marketing. Yes, yes, yes. Well, again, I know you said it earlier in the episode, Kenny, but uh, as we're winding down today, let folks know, you know, what at this stage, what can they do? You know, you mentioned stores can can send a message in. Eventually, maybe by the time this is this is up, maybe not, they'll have a button on the site in order to say that. Where things, where do things sit right now, and what are they going to be able to to do action wise 
here in the near future. Yeah, I'd say expect something on the website maybe within by the end of November. Expect something by the end of November on the website, probably before then, maybe mid-November. But it's something that Ryan and I, we got to sit down. We got to figure out our schedule and our calendar and how much our wives love us and what we can do to make this happen. Because most of the time, it'll probably just be on Fridays that we can put in the calendar. But if you happen to be coming in town and it's on a Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever it is, send us a message. We could probably create try to make it work. We can try to make it work. Um, we, but we know we want to set aside certain times to be able to have it available, but especially if you have a bigger group, we want to make sure that if you bring, you know, five or six people, we'll we'll make it a good time for you. It's definitely going to always be a more intimate setting than having 20 plus 30 people here. Like I want to cap it at 10, maybe 12 at most. So that way you get a, a better opportunity to ask questions and kind of be a part of this and everything like that too. But yes, make sure you check out PursuitSpirits.com for when that happens. And then as well, you can send me a message, Kenny at Pursuit Spirits, if you're a, a retailer that wants to, or even a whiskey group and you want your own barrel. Let's make it happen. Guys, exciting stuff there. I'm excited to see what continues to happen with the PUPS program and uh, and people coming in through and being able to experience the brand in, in these ways that we've been working towards for last couple of years. And it's nice to see that continue to to grow as we again move in yeah. town speaking of that i need to go we only got eight barrels ready i need to go start tasting through yeah. our barrels and figuring out the next batch of pursuit united private selections and start working on those because uh, it takes time for them to get back into the barrels and start doing their magic so more evaporation of time that's right <laughs> that's what it is it, exactly guys thanks so much for listening to another episode again if you have any questions upcoming topics suggestions for us podcast at pursuitspirits.com guys thanks for taking the time to join me yet again and you all thanks for taking the time to listen and we'll catch you on the next episode of behind the pursuit cheers toodles cheers <laughs>